Hi, welcome to Cycling Talk Podcast with me, Georgia Mahaney. Today, I am joined by Eleanor Dickinson. Ellie has had some incredible achievements on the road and track, but over the past few years, she has struggled with her mental health. I'd just like to say a huge thank you to Ellie for being so open and honest about this on the podcast. I hope you enjoy listening. Thank you for joining me today, Ellie. Thanks so much for having me. What's your first memory of being on a bike? My first memory of being on a bike, well, it's not actually a memory of me physically on the bike, but when someone asked me that question, I think I'd say, so when I was younger, um, I have a sister, she's seven years older than me, and she's, my granddad used to ride a bike, um, it just as like a hobby, he never really raced or anything, but yeah, I was a keen cyclist, so um, I remember sat at the end of my drive. I can't remember how old I must have been, but my granddad would ride past and pick my sister up to go on a bike ride. And I'd just be waiting there and I'd watch them leave and I'd wait for them to come back. And my granddad would say like, not long, not long till you can go. So that day when, I can't remember what age it was, but the day that my granddad came around and was like, right, today you're both going to come. <laughs> I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> And what's the first bike that you remember being really excited about? So my first bike that I was excited about was definitely, it, it was a Trek. Because I, I guess I started a bit later, so I never really had like a super like small bike or, um, you know, them super cute ones that everyone sees. But so mine was a Trek and I went with my granddad um to pick it up and I remember them saying like it was it was red and white and it didn't really fit me perfectly and I remember them saying like oh if you just wait a week we'll have like the next size up in stock and I was like no have to have it now (laughs) I want to ride on it now um so trek it was red and white were you part of a local club yeah, I was part of um, a club called Border City Wheelers when I first started. And then I moved to another one, Beacon Wheelers. Um, so, yeah, I did all the club rides, um, cafe stops, all of that. And um, what do you remember about your first race? My first race, I remember so well. So it was actually, I just went straight in and I went, well, my first like national race was really like my first competitive race so like I started doing like grass track that's how I started so like those nights where we'd race but it was more just fun you know so like this first serious race was probably I did under 12 national champs at Hog Hill I think it was and I actually remember like I did really badly (laughs) and for some reason I thought I was just gonna like I was going to be great. (laughs) And I remember afterwards doing so badly. And I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have to tell, when I come around, I'll have to tell my parents that I've crashed or something so that I can come again. And I'm not just really bad. (laughs) But yeah, it was in London. Um, We went for the weekend and went to the theatre, went on the London Eye. Um, Yeah, it was fun. It's pretty crazy to have your first proper race as a national race. Yeah, it was quite, especially um, Hog Hill, because it has a really big hill in it as well. (laughs) What sort of travelling did you have to do once you started riding and racing more? A lot of travelling. So I'm from Carlisle and 
that is very north and I'm pretty sure all the races were south and I mean Manchester is south for us <laughs> so yeah there's a lot a lot of traveling my poor parents <laughs> dealt with that um yeah a lot a lot of time spent in the car at service stations. I'm from the southwest in Devon so for me uh, going to lots of national races is a lot of traveling but I'm sure it must have been a lot of busy traveling for your parents getting you to all the different races you know how you did track did you have a near velodrome no so um Manchester was the nearest I mean I guess Glasgow is also but that was fairly new at the time um and I did Manchester track league so I would literally um go to school my parent my mum would drive me to Manchester Track League after school and yeah we wouldn't get back until like midnight or one o'clock in the morning and then yeah my poor mum had to get up and go to work again the next day so yeah it was it was quite busy and crazy when you think about it now. (laughs) When did you first become part of a British cycling programme? So I joined the programme when it was so it was talent team when I was first on it so I was I think it was under 14 um and we'd go away on camps and stuff so that was my first um step into the program and I never left it since so I just yeah went talent team Olympic development and then yeah academy and podium and what was the first team that you joined My first team I joined was RST Racing Team. I don't know if you've heard of them, but it was run by Chris Walker. Um, So at the time, it was was really cool, actually. So I joined with Grace Garner and Abby May, um, Joey, Gabs. So it was like, it was great because there was a big group of us just like traveling to these different races. And that was when I actually got my first um, like team kit. Mm. um for I remember being so excited for that and yeah I got a bike um which I actually bought when I left the team because I wanted it wanted to take it with me so yeah I've still got that now what was the first international race that you did like so the first international race I did was it was Alkmaar it was on the track and it was with ODP um And honestly, when I read that question, it feels so long ago, but like just like yesterday. Um, (laughs) And at the time, it was Matt Winston, who was my coach. Um, And trips like that, I remember it just being like super long, like long travel days and then you race all day. Um, So, yeah, really tiring. But I was just always so excited at this point, like, um, you know, like getting GB kit, like, going away from home for like a a long weekend or whatever. And you raced the Junior Road World Champs in 2015. That must have been an incredible experience. Yeah, that was crazy because it was like my first long um, flight with the squad. And even just, it sounds silly, but things like that, like travelling that far, um, and it was my first time in America. It was at R- Richmond. Um, and it had the two, I don't know if you remember, but it had the two cobble climbs. And I remember the first lap up, I was like chasing already because we had to like run up the climbs because there'd been crashes. And 
it was like so carnage for my first ever world but it was you know it was really fun and also super special because that's the um the worlds that Lizzie won so even just to be like back at the hotel when they got home and like eat breakfast in the same room as everyone that was like my first like introduction to seeing pros around and then the following year you rode the European champs and the Tour de Yorkshire can you tell me about both of these races? Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember too much of the European champs. I can remember the, I just remember the finishing climb and it was really hard. <laughs> um, and, but, but the tour of Yorkshire that, that year, so that was my first ever like professional race. And I remember getting called up to ride, um, with the the professional team so it was with Lizzie Lizzie was in the team um Alice Barnes Evie Richards and Emma Pooley so I actually roomed with Emma Pooley um and that yeah that was crazy and like she was super friendly and yeah I I can't remember how old I must have been then but I was still well I was a junior but yeah it was crazy and even though like we were there to support Lizzie and help like she was so friendly to me like in the race and stuff she would check up like um yeah see how I was going and I actually ended up sprinting to like I think it was like 13th there um and I was like amongst all of the pro teams like sprinting and everything I was like oh this is so cool I remember my um parents and all my family were at the end as well um, as soon as I finished so no that was such a good experience even probably till this day probably one of my favorite races I've done. On the track that year you won the individual pursuit national champs how did the rest of your track season go that year? Yeah um, it was weird because I, I can remember going through like a certain time of like deciding I was getting to the age where maybe I would decide if I'd go professional on the road or I'd give everything for the track um and at that time I was still doing like both but I remember that win being actually really quite special because I wasn't I was rubbish at individual pursuit like for so long and for some reason I really liked it and it upset me more that I was rubbish at it because I was like but I want to do well at this (laughs) and just like yeah something just clicked and I think everything was just going well and yeah I really started enjoying IP so then to win nationals that was it was almost like an extra reward (laughs) In the next track season, you travelled to Hong Kong to compete in your first elite track world champs. Can you talk me through that experience? Yeah, I mean, Hong Kong was pretty mad. Like, all the different foods, the buffet. I wish I could, like, show you pictures of the buffet that I just remember being like, what on earth do I put together (laughs) from this? But, um. I, I can remember being like really quite nervous but it all just happened so fast like I literally moved to Manchester that year um and I remember like ringing pe- my parents up and being like oh I'm, I'm going to Hong Kong <laughs> and I'm going for world champs um and obviously it was just after the girls had won the Olympics um mm-hmm. and Katie came along and Eleanor did actually because she won the, the points race so that was really cool um I didn't really know anything about the team pursuit times so I I, st- I remember like the coaches I think we were maybe fifth or something in the team pursuit but 
I remember the coaches after us being like, oh, that was that was really good. And I was like, yeah, what time? What time's good? <laughs> um, and I, I did the IP there as well. So that was cool. I also got an individual event. Um, and I, I remember being really quite happy with my time there. So it was just a positive experience um, overall. And at the under-23 European Champs, you got silver in the individual pursuit. You must have been so happy with that result after not managing to get a podium at the junior European Champs the year before. Yeah, I think that um, European Champs actually went really well for me. I had, you know how I said, just like everything kind of flowed that year. Um, I was in like such a good space. Like I was excited about joining the programme. I just got a new coach, Chris Newton. And I actually remember that period Um I went home for a little bit before I went away and I trained at home and I got kind of like free reign for a week to like kind of do what I what I liked. So I remember my dad, um, he got a little scooter and we went out motor pacing together. Um, so I think I was just, I went to that competition super excited, happy, like felt really good on the bike. And then, yeah, it just... It was, yeah, it was special because I, I can remember as a junior, I was so disappointed because I kind of just felt like I was just always just just nearly there, but not. <laughs> so yeah, it was really nice. And you also won a silver medal in the Omnium and became under-23 European Madison champion with Manon Lloyd. Can you talk me through both those races? Yeah, I think about that Omnium all the time, even still now, because it was such an exciting race. Um, I remember I went into the points race and I think the first, I think maybe I was even fifth going into the points race because this is the old format um, of the Omnium style. And I said to Chris before I went up, I was like, the only way I can pull this off is if I go for the lap. Um, and it was really close between us and I so I went for the lap and I went on my own and it took me so long to get this lap and I remember as I was joining the back of the group I saw um, the two girls and it was it was Amelie Deirdrickson and uh, Elisa Balsama I saw them attack off the front and I remember being like no because at the point I joined the back I was I would be winning <laughs> and then yeah, I remember seeing them go. So I think about it all the time. I should have just kept going and then, yeah, followed the back of them. But yeah, it was, it, I, I mean, it's always quite exciting to go into an Omnium, what, fifth and then come out <laughs> second or third, but I can't remember. But um, yeah, and then to go and do the Madison and win with Manon, like that was my first ever European title. And as soon as we got into the lead, I was like, not letting this one go. <laughs> we are winning. <laughs> At the end of 2017, you became senior Madison European champ with Eleanor Barker. How did it feel to be European champ for the second time in 2017? Yeah, I did love a Madison, didn't I? <laughs> um, and that was that was my first ever senior Europeans as well. So I remember that one being just quite a shock. Um, I did quite a couple of individual events, which I hadn't done up until that point. I think I also did the elimination. Um, and obviously it was super special to win with Elle. 
Um, and I remember the race actually being really exciting. I think it was really close at the finish between the Dutch island and us. So I remember like everyone was like cheering and shouting and yeah, no, it was really nice. And I always, I always think about, well, now I reflect quite a lot on, on those kind of wins. I remember I went straight after that to London 60 and, um, the whole thing was just really exciting because it was like fresh and that was really nice. Why do you think that you liked the Madison so much at that time? It's just exciting. <laughs> like It can go so many ways. And it's so nice to like be in there with someone else, if that makes if that makes any sense, I guess. Like, um, yeah, it's just exciting and you don't know what's gonna happen. And I really liked working out other people's tactics. So like when I'm up at the top and I can be like, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And then, yeah, like putting it into practice. It's just, it's just a cool race. Do you think the excitement that you got from it was what gave you those great results? Yeah, definitely. Because I think the more you get involved with a race, like the, the more you invest into it. So, um, yeah, like I would happily just watch a Madison. And I mean, we do do quite a bit of that when we're on training camps. Um, so yeah, definitely, it motivates you more to get stuck in, like try and work out what everyone's doing. When you're doing at Madison, do you get a lot of time to practice with your partner? Um, at that time, no, but um, the girls obviously leading up to the Olympics and stuff, that's when it becomes more specific. As like a general squad, we like worked on Madison a lot. Um, so we'd discuss, you know, all the time and we'd mix it up in training. So we'd be riding with, yeah, different people, which I think is actually so cool about GB because there's so many pairings that we can all ride pretty well together with. You did some track World Cups at the end of 2017. How did you find travelling all across the world for different races? I was just so excited and like... At the time, so I moved to Manchester when I was, um, I just turned 18. Um, so I think everything was just like, it almost felt like a little bit of a blur. Um, we were here, there, on, like, you finish one race and you're on to the next. Um, and I guess on the track, you don't really get to see too much of where you're going. Um, you, you know, you get to see the, from the airport to the hotel, and then you get to see the hotel to the track on the bike <laughs> and then you get to see a different track. Um, so I didn't see too much, but there was definitely some events we got to explore. And it's, it, yeah, I was, I just feel lucky that I got, I got to do all of that. You started doing some cycling vlogs in 2018. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, so the blogs were, I love writing, I think. Um, I can process things a lot better if I can just write everything out. So like now, for example, I keep a journal every day and it just completely clears my mind. Um, so I found, yeah, just I want it was more for me than anything, really, that I could look back um, and read because like I look back now and there's there's some events that I didn't document. And I really wish that I knew like how I felt like experiences who I met like things that happened in the day um I wish that I'd I did that yes yeah, so I I did get I into a habit of doing that but um 
it's kind of hard when you know when things don't go too well and you get a bit of a knock and then it's hard to like put that out for everyone to read and then yeah I just I lost it a bit but I did enjoy doing it and I yeah I keep a journal for myself now. Can you talk me through your Commonwealth Games experience on the Gold Coast that year? Yeah that that um Commie Games was I, I think about commies now and I think oh, I, I I regret putting so much pressure on myself because that was such an amazing experience. Um, it will always be such a spe- special event for me because my godfather and godmother, they live in Australia. So um, they all came over to watch me because obviously I don't see them too much. And yeah, actually... Just last year, I actually lost my godfather to cancer. So that was the last time I got to see him in person and also the last time he got to see me race. And at a Commie Games, that's that's really special. So I'll always remember that um, for those reasons. Um, but the racing side of things, like I, I think that was the turning point where perhaps I, I stopped enjoying um, racing really and, you know, like, as a whole, if I look back now, I just think I put so much pressure on myself because I, after the track, I went to the road and I um, raced Commie's road race and that was my best result and I really enjoyed it and there was no pressure on me at all. Um, but as a whole, it was crazy, like, to be in the athlete village, to meet so many athletes and the buffet was crazy. <laughs> like, there was every meal you could imagine. <laughs> Um, no, that that was really special. Um, and there was also a koala bear in the village. <laughs> Do you think yeah. that being sort of thrown into the um, academy so young and doing such big races so young added to all of the pressure that you were putting on yourself? Uh, yeah, it's it's so hard because I don't regret it because if anything, I I pushed that. I almost asked to go straight into that. Um, I'm not a very patient person, uh, so and I don't. I I honestly think if I didn't push it and I didn't, you know, put myself in them positions, I wouldn't have got the results I have now. Um, but on the same, yeah, it, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot to do when I was that young. I actually missed under 23 Academy completely. So I just went straight on to podium. Mm. Um, and it's a lot because I was walking into a team that were Olympic champions. And yeah. that's something I regret, you know, like enjoying the experiences mm. I've had. You know, when I, when I saw these questions, I thought, oh, yeah, like that happened. This happened. Um, I was just more focused on being good for the next time, getting selected for the next time, rather than taking it all in, which I suppose I would have got as a, as on the under-23 programme. You had some great World Cup results, winning the Madison in Canada and the Team Pursuit in London. Were you happy with how that year went for you? Yeah, I was super happy because I, I remember... I. I loved Canada. I went to Canada World Cup twice and it was the best trip. I loved it both times. Um, And I'm not even sure why. It's just a really cool place to travel to. Um, 
and there's loads of donuts. I remember both times <laughs> we were both times we were opposite like the donut shop. Um, but back to the racing. <laughs> um, I did my first individual World Cup there. So I did the Omnium in Milton, the same time I won the Madison with Katie. And so that was super special. I got third there. Um, yeah, like I said, it just all kind of happened so fast. Um, and the London World Cup was really special because obviously we're at home and mm. there was a lot more people that kind of, it was more personal because everyone knew us a little bit more um, and everyone was really excited. Like there's just such a good atmosphere in the track centre when, when you're in like, yeah, either Glasgow or London, they were, mm. they were really in. You got a silver medal in the team suit at the World Champs in 2019, but then you moved over to the road with Drops Lacar. What made you decide to switch over to the road after Worlds? Yeah, so um, I've always been extremely lucky. As a junior, I rode for Drops, and I've had such a good relationship with Bob um, since then really so I was really lucky that they took me on and just gave me a chance because I hadn't ridden on the road or anything but it was always my plan that's what I wanted to do after the track so I just wanted to keep in there and it's something I get excited about like road racing I love watching road racing and I love riding my bike so it was just a chance after the world um the track season kind of dies down a bit you know some people have a break um I was just yeah pretty keen to just drops had some really good races on the cards and thankfully they they gave me a chance so yeah I just went for it. <laughs> Your first race with the team was Tour de Yorkshire and then you rode the Over Energy Women's Tour and wore the best British riders jersey for some of the stages. How did you find your season on the road? Those two races like the I definitely shouldn't have ridden the Tower of Yorkshire. So when I flew home from commies, so I stayed out with my family in Australia and then on the flight home, I got heat stroke. So I was really poorly on the flight home. And I remember them saying to me like, do not ride, don't ride. This is such a high cost. And I was like, no, no, I want to ride. I want to ride. So I did it. And yeah, straight away, I was like, why have I done this? It was that year. I don't know if you can remember. It was it was really wet, really, really cold and wet. Um, so, yeah, it was maybe not the best start of the season. But then, yeah, I got to ride women's tour and that's just crazy. I'm so glad they gave me a chance to ride women's tour because I'd never ridden a stage race that long before. And it was just like my, it was like my first chance to like see what it's like in the pro peloton um, on the road and I absolutely loved it like to wear the British riders jersey as well and just to be on that stage and it's something that's like makes me so proud I remember like texting my track coach like did you see that <laughs> because like it was just such a like last minute thing but I enjoy riding my bike like I love racing on the road so yeah I was super lucky that I got given that chance um yeah, I'll always remember it. It was really special. As the road season came to a close, you went back onto the track and became European champion in the team pursuit. How did you find being back on the track? 
yeah it was, it was just it was warm it wasn't cold <laughs> I didn't have to wear so many layers <laughs> um I always found I went really well on the track after I'd been on the road so I actually remember I think that's probably the best I went on the track that year um so that was really cool it was my first um race in man one in the team pursuit at that European champs um so that was also re really exciting yeah it was just fun it was it was the start of because we were getting closer to the Olympics at that point so everything was yeah super exciting and a lot going on behind the scenes and then you got a silver in the team pursuit in the world champs just before lockdown when did you realise that you weren't going to have a normal season? Definitely not at Worlds. <laughs> at Worlds, it was like, it's, re it's actually really crazy to think that we were at Worlds then. Like, because COVID hadn't really came about then. I mean, there was little, like, there was talks, but it was nothing serious. I had my, my grandma and my mum came out and people who I started cycling with um like good friends they all came out to watch and I remember we went out for tea um it was in Berlin so it was in like a really crowded area um just nothing what we'd have now <laughs> but yeah it was, it was weird because you know we left world and it was just I left was thinking the next time I took get on my bikers uh, start line it'll be at the games um so it was yeah it just it just happened and then the next week we were in a lockdown <laughs> so that was pretty crazy like how do you explain you're at worlds one week and locked in your house the next <laughs> how did you find lockdown and how did you stay motivated so I um, I really struggled with lockdown a lot. Um, I've never been injured up until lockdown. Um, and I had my first knee injury. So I was off the bike and that was really hard to, because there was nothing going on. It was completely locked down and I had this knee injury. Um, and I got rid of that. And then I was poorly with my appendix. And everything just seemed to just go downhill quite quite fast and mm. I thought you know I thought oh it's just because I'm injured that I'm feeling a bit rubbish but actually I think lockdown played a massive part because I rely so much on racing my bike mm. and I get so much from a race being around people that maybe I hadn't realized until we were forced to not have that so yeah I struggled but motivation wise I did get involved with Zwift I have to admit I did get involved with Zwift um and I enjoyed that um but yeah it was hard it was hard so now we're in 2021 and you mentioned in an Instagram post that over the last few years you've been struggling with your mental health and now you've been taking a break from racing can you tell me a bit more about that yeah, it's hard. It's a hard one to talk about because I'd like to, I'd like to not have to talk about it, you know, because it's not something that that you want to say. It's I'd love to. A lot of people say, "Oh, it's nice how you're so smiley on the bike and and everything." And I am so smiley on the bike. I love riding my bike, but it has, it's, 
I've struggled a lot. So I struggled before lockdown, before I was poorly. I was really quite struggling um, before the World Championships, um, just with my mental health. So I str- I've struggled with depression for two years. Um, and it's been an ongoing thing of like working out how I can get through that and carry on riding my bike. And my bike riding gave me so much, like so much happiness, so much um, excitement, something to work for every day. And so it was never an option to stop. Um, And then, yeah, I think after when I was in hospital with my appendix, I mean, it was nothing compared to what everyone else was going through with COVID. There were some really horrible stories, but for me, I, I just felt extremely lonely when I was, when I was poorly. And in Manchester, I think I've been lonely. And I just think life as an athlete, there's more to it than, you know, pedaling and training really hard and racing. And I think it's just taken me quite a few years to, realize how how much that's actually impacted me um so yeah I've decided to take a step away um from from racing yeah I I'm not sure when I'll race again if I'll race again it's not it's not on my priority at the minute but there's a lot of people you have a team around you that you can also affect you know it's not nice for my family to see me sad and to see me in Manchester you know it's a stress for them uh, my boyfriend it's not nice for him um so yeah it's just kind of just kind of working out what's next and how to deal with that do you think stopping racing has helped your mental health a lot um it, so there's there's a lot that I think I will miss from riding my racing my bike um and at first when I decided to stop it was because so I I found a obviously after the disappointment of the Olympics you know I've not been myself for a while so I could have told everybody that I wasn't going to the Olympics after Worlds um and I just think that it's it's the most important step for me right now um to make to just get myself better because at the end of the day that's the most important thing and it's taken me a while to realize um there's definitely days I find really hard because my life was so structured as a bike rider um so there's days when I think should I give this up am I like do I need to go back like is that unfinished business but then there's days when I remember how unhappy I really was um so yeah it's just just a different focus now but I know that you've still been out on your bike what sort of riding are you enjoying at the moment a lot of riding so like when I first obviously found out about the games and everything I was um I was really worried because I'd set off on my bike and I just find myself getting really upset and I thought oh do I not like riding my bike anymore? But then I realised that it wasn't that. It was just because I I, just needed to look at it a bit differently. So now I'm like looking at it as I'm getting into adventure riding. So I've, been, I've ridden so much, like so many miles. Like um, the other week I rode from Manchester to Bristol and I stayed in an Airbnb and then I rode from Bristol to London and got the train home. <laughs> so I've just been like touring everywhere and 
thankfully um i'm working with canyon now and they're super excited to like push a story behind that um and just follow what i'm up to and i'd actually quite like to get into a bit of gravel racing um so yeah it's a, it's a bit of a new world that i'm adventuring into but it's quite exciting what are your goals for the next five years so the next five years i'm not actually sure what my goals are to be honest um yeah i think if i was to put like my goals are to find happiness in something consistent so whether that's bike related not bike related um yeah just to find something that that makes me feel like ellie again <laughs> what's your favorite race you've ever done I think I'm going to stick to Tower of Yorkshire, my first ever one, because that was crazy. Like the team that I was in and like Yorkshire just love bike riding, don't they? So the crowds and everything and having my family there. So, yeah, I'm going to go for that one. <laughs> Where's your favourite place to ride for fun? Cumbria. I'm such a home girl mm-hmm. and <laughs> I just love Cumbria and the Lake District so I'm actually planning a little adventure tomorrow I'm going into away from the lakes but I'm going to Kielder Forest so yeah I'm going to do some gravel riding there but I really like the UK for for riding a bike like I I'd go away on training camps with the track program but I love I love the roads at home and actually I really want to go down did you say you were from Devon was that right yeah that I've planned a few loops down there because I've heard roads around you are gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to come on a ride with me. I can show you the local rides. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. Who's your favourite current rider? This one was actually quite tricky and I was discussing this question with my boyfriend and obviously he's a bike rider. So he was like, well, obviously me. <laughs> um. But, you know, I really, really like Kirsten Field on the track. I d- I'm not, she's Dutch. But, I, yeah, I really like watching her race. Um, and then if I was to go onto the road, um, my favourite current rider on the road would probably be Anna Meek. I know it's like such a, mm-hmm. um, probably a popular answer. But I, I really rate how she's, gone with the training with the men I love that I think that's great um yeah Annemiek or Kirsten and who's your favorite rider of all time Mariana Voss I think even just like not even her actual as a rider but how she like comes across and like I've heard her talking to you know younger riders in the peloton that aren't even like on her team or teammates or anything just giving them advice I just think that's so cool um and every single time she wins she looks surprised (laughs) like she looks like she's genuinely so happy to win and that's cool I love that what's your advice for young riders I would say to enjoy it but I think there's always going to be a point where it turns into your job and maybe it's not um, the most enjoyable thing in the world. Um, so I'm going to say to celebrate everything that is positive, like even if it's lit- if it matters to you and 
it's important to use, just celebrate it because the amount of times you get a win as a bike rider compared to how many times it gets really tough is quite minimal. So I just think, yeah, a PB, it doesn't even have to be a PB. If the day's gone well, if the ride's gone well, you've had a, a good day on the bike. I think just be really proud of that. You've got five minutes before you're about to start a big event. What's on your playlist to get you motivated? So I have, I, it's funny, actually, I was listening to your podcast with Fred and he was kind of like saying how he really hated how his teammates will listen to just some outrageous music. And I was think, I was riding thinking, oh, that's me. <laughs> I think when I'm on the bike, for some reason, I just have to have like my, my music so loud and it <laughs> so upbeat so I always have Will Sparks I'm not sure if you've heard of him but he's a DJ from Australia and if you are ever lacking any motivation I reckon give him a go <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today Ellie and thank you for being so open with me I'm sure lots of people will take something from this episode I hope so. I hope it helps somebody. And thanks for having me. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you'd like to hear more from Cycling Talk podcast, then all of our episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, my Buzzsprout website, and all the usual podcast places. Don't forget to check out our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram at cycling.talk.podcast. And please share with your friends, it really means a lot to me. See you on the bike.